Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. The world's first mushroom gummy is so popular, it's sold out twice, and it's finally back in stock. This... You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about plant people, their mushroom gummies for adaptogen mushrooms. Uh, you see it in everything lately. People are talking about it. We know that they're good for you, but like tastes like mushrooms or it tastes like dirt or it tastes like basement. But functional mushrooms are important. They have ad- adaptogens which act on a cellular level to help bring your mind and body to balance. Um, here's the thing. I've been enjoying eating my two a day, and not just because they taste awesome. The wild raspberry flavor really does taste like Swedish fish, but I do enjoy the effects. Now, I'm on all kinds of stuff, so I can't really determine how Wonder Day is uh, really changing my life, but I'm telling you what, I'm not going to stop taking them even after they're sponsors. As soon as they're not sponsoring anymore, I'm still going to be on that adaptogen uh, mushroom. So just reduce stress and find calm with the chaga and reishi, uh, cordyceps and maitake, ramp up your ATP production. I'm sure I'm going to have a few more of these ads, so I'm not going to run through all of the things that lion's mane and chaga could do or turkey tail and reishi. So you figure it out yourself. Uh, All of plant people's products are third-party lab tested for purity dna active compounds heavy metal pesticides and microbial activity happiness 100 guaranteed love them or get your money back baby so go to try.plantpeople.co slash mighty to get 15 percent off your first order with code mighty m-i-g-h-t-y that's t-r-y dot p-l-a-n-t-p-e-o-p-l-e dot c-o slash m-i-g-h-t-y love feeling wonderful or your money back. Oh, fuck yeah! This rolls. Oh, man, this is going to be a problem. What's up, shitheads? Welcome to a live Shit, thank you so much. This is my second show in two years. So, (laughs) 
No refunds. Uh, guys, thank you so much for coming out. This means so much to me, but more importantly, like, you're at a live uh, performance venue. You know, there's bartenders. We can drink together. We can spend money, stay safe, and fucking... You know, let's get this fucking... Let's restart this fucking party economy here. But if you don't know who I am, which I, I should have started with my intro, but I wanted to do a little disclaimer for fucking society. Capitalism could be good when it's tipping well, okay? Oh, I should not fuck with, like, political shit here in Portland. You guys will, like, declare this a DMZ or something like that. I don't even know what that, any of that means. I just know cops suck. <laughs> uh, so, what's up, shitheads? Welcome to a live episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny J. Standing six foot two, 286 pounds. He had a big dinner last night from the south shore of Nassau County, Long Island. All you gotta do is trust me. Jackson, Maine is still here. Who is not here? Arthur Gabris, my nearly silent co-host. He does not travel well. Uh, but you know who is here? My guest for the night, Portland native, Headgum, Portland local or native, I should have asked him, Headgum fam. From the all, all fantasy, from the all fantasy everything podcast, it's Sean Jordan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the stage crew. Yeah, give it up for Sean. All right, for the tech crew, this is when you bring out the oxygen and the defibrillator paddles. Okay. <laughs> bring my ass back. Hey, sir, how's it going? I'd like it if we calm down a little bit. Yeah, please. Holy shit. I'm, don't worry, I'm toast. I'm done for the day. You got to carry this fucking thing. I just used all my... I came in the middle of that. <laughs> Listeners, see if you can spot it. Live audience, this is, uh, this is why you pay extra to see it live. You know exactly when it happened. Huh. Sean. <laughs> What's up, man? Sean, thank you so much for doing High Dog, and Mighty. This I'm is stoked. thrilling. This is sick. How's my, how's my salad? Good? Yeah. Tight. 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 <laughs> um, so you said something that I want to, uh, something I know about you. We don't know each other too well, but something I know about you, and I heard you making plans to do it. Skateboarding, I, I, I know you've been doing it for a long time, but it's back in a great way, right? Yeah, I'm pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Like, did, <laughs> like it's back, like I do it again? No, I don't know. I don't know if you ever did it or undid it. I mean, it was very popular when I was in high school, and then I felt like it dipped out for a while, at least like in mainstream culture. Now I see it more than ever. Maybe it's moving from New York City to Los Angeles. I see way more skaters there. Man, so we're going to talk about skateboarding. This is sick. We got the, I'm, I'm, I can't wait. I, I, yeah. I, I fucking so, I thought I was throwing you a lob. I'm like, I, hey, let's start I, with a softball. I heard him say he's going skating tomorrow. I know he skateboards. When I was in high school, when I was in high school, skateboarding was not cool. I was in that weird little window where it wasn't cool. I feel like it's been cool forever, except for 96 to 2000. At Lincoln High School. That's when I skated. Lincoln High School, <laughs> Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Everybody was like, oh, dude. They, all the words you think they say, they were saying. Yeah. 
It, it was, was the 90s, so dog. we don't have to use the words, but Couldn't you can guess. Couldn't have been more than 90s. It was so, it was crazy. But yeah, now it's like, it's so cool again. I've been skating my whole life since I'm, my whole life. I was born 14 and I've been <laughs> skating the whole time. I, my second life, the one I truly believe in, started when I was 14 as a skater. Well, my, before, my first nose manual. So before I started skateboarding, I thought I was in the Crips. In the Crips? You Should thought... we dive in a little bit? Uh, yes, Is it please. fun? Is that fun to talk about? It's um, Yeah, I, th- fun I believe for me so. to talk well, about. It depends. What's the story? I was almost in the Crips because the, the Bloods murdered my family and be like, right. oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be gone darn if those Bloods didn't just kill my whole family. And, I was gonna... and at that point, I was like, well, that's it. I was like, I'm going to be a, a Crip. crip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what, Mom? I'm going safe school. Crips. <laughs> <laughs> when it's... So when I was... Like 11 or something, I remember uh, starting to like music. And that was one of the, it's funny, like, where's he going with this story? He started <laughs> to like music. But got in, a, got in a rap, and then I met my buddy Gary, and my, my buddy Gary's cousin was a crip from St. Louis. <laughs> I shit you not. His name was Ramel. It probably still is Ramel. <laughs> so Ramel came to Sioux Falls and beat the shit out of Gary, and then told Gary he was a crip. Oh, hell yeah. And then Gary was like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start the Crips in Sioux Falls. So then Gary and some of our friends beat the shit out of me, told me I was a Crip. <laughs> <laughs> and then we serious, picture it. Just picture me like, what, how old am I, 39? Picture me 25 years younger, <laughs> thinking I was a Crip. A high school freshman. That's what it looked like. Was, was, I was like a seventh grader. Dude. Like a, so I was we, like 13. Uh, we're, the, we're the same age, and this is coming up. Seventh and eighth grade in my town, we didn't have Bloods and Crips when I was in seventh and eighth grade because we uh, moved to an all-white school. We did. Mostly white yeah, school. Yeah, we were in an all-white school, too. It <laughs> certainly didn't stop us one bit. But we had, we had two gangs called Toothpick and Cheese. And toothpick. I think our white Crips would have beat the shit out of toothpick and cheese. Oh, I'm not saying <laughs> I'll the say Crips that better come meet toothpicks and cheese. <laughs> toothpicks, the the toothpicks would fight cheese. Like so every fifth period, we would have like nine on nine fist fights in like the hallway. Hold teachers on. would be like, Hold there'd be like on. five teachers waiting for it to happen, and we'd be like, run out and just be like, let's go. We just like. Each other. You know what's funny is thinking about adults being like, yeah, the toothpicks and cheese were fighting again. <laughs> and these are adults that went to like, I don't know, they say there was 10 of them in a room. That's like 150 years of school they went to and they're like, the toothpicks and the cheese again. So, you know, all the stuff we know. Yeah, there's like this back stairwell that had like doors that would close and you could oh, lock dude. from one side. Who are you we, talking to? The science <laughs> hall at Edison Middle School. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. We would like stomp the thing down and be fighting. It would be like a movie. The teachers would be on the other side like, hey, knock it off. And we're like punching each other. The movie that pops into my mind is Dangerous Minds. I swear <laughs> to God, we used to, there was a fight in Dangerous Minds in the, in the locker room and we used to try to like emulate that. In our school, we'd be like, let's Dangerous Minds this shit. And we'd have people blocking off the, the doorways, like just bodies of kids so like Eric Boyd and Jonah Weiland could fight. Seemingly to the death, by the way. I, I have these stories about like middle school fights and my, just, my friends are just, they never saw fights like that but I, I don't know why in Sioux Falls, South Dakota I, where I, the Crips were very prominent, by the way. <laughs> very prominent. 12, 13 year old, prime Crip age. <laughs> really From watching Crip fights. From Crip to Crip, baby. Yeah. Uh, when I was 
<laughs> where am I going with this? I, I was surprised by the time I was like in my early 20s in New York doing comedy at UCB, meeting people and being like, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Uh, you've never been punched in the face? And people are like, no, I do theater. And I'm like, wait, no, you've never been like at a bar and someone hits you from behind because you're the worst person there, personality-wise? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe, like, I truly, I was like, oh, and that's when I started to feel old. It's funny and- when you think it, where you look inward and you're like, oh, man, all right, well, I, I have been like 20 times, so... <laughs> Maybe I was And a I'm shithead. not good at it. Like, yeah. I've done, I've been in a number of fights and I lost most of them. That's, I feel like we don't, I, I feel bad talking about fights the whole time, but to, to, to that point, I have friends who are in the same boat where they've like never been in a fight, which is a, a pretty common thing, like never been in one. And then I'm where I'm from and the way that I grew up and the way that I operated, I've been in a healthy number of fights and <laughs> lost damn near all of them. Maybe even like a draw was one where I was like, yeah, if you, if you were there and you had sunglasses on, I won. But, you know. Even winning a fight sucks. Like, yeah. It doesn't like, so it's, you, not like, it's not like everyone's like, sick, you kicked that dude's ass. It's like, dude, you got to get out of here. The cops are here. His family's here. The mom's suing. You broke your hand. You ripped your favorite puka shell necklace. Shit just fucking... <laughs> Goes off in the. A couple things. You can't pick a favorite puka shell oh, necklace. You can't pick a favorite puka shell necklace, but the one with the shark tooth kicker was my favorite. There he goes. <laughs> uh, I'll show you my puka drawer. After I, I travel with like a bait and tackle box full of puka shells for my touring, and I like go through them. Ooh, yes. I imagine that your puka drawer sits first class, and you're way back <laughs> oh, yeah. by the. You're back by the by the back bathroom. Yeah, it, I. My, my body man sits handcuffed to the case in first class. Just like, and I'm in the back middle row, direct eye line into the toilet. What I always ask for. To address your other point, uh, does anybody ever win a fight? It's nice that you've seen the popular documentary Roadhouse. And <laughs> yeah. Quoted, uh, line from Roadhouse, nobody ever wins a fight. So I'm just saying. You know. Dalton, a philosophy major from NYU. <laughs> uh, pain don't hurt. Pain don't hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it's now, such a good movie. You know me, ho. Remember when we... That guy asked for it when you... Ca- the, the story they reference like, him ripping someone's throat out in the beginning of the movie. You know what he does later in the movie? The splits. And then he rips someone's throat out. It's Chekhov's throat rip like you've never seen before. <laughs> Establish the idea of a throat... He goes like that and you're like, I mean, I, and it's a pro- I'm no doctor, but I know it's harder than that. Let's just get fucking clapped her. Round of applause. Who, who's seen Roadhouse? <laughs> All right. Any young people not clapping, you gotta watch this movie. It's got weird sex up against rock walls that don't look comfortable. It's got Patrick Swayze doing Tai, tai Chi shirtless. That should get just about everyone wet. Please. It's so dangerous. It's so fucking good. Ah, Sam Elliott as his friend. You know me, ho, and that's how he talks for real. And he he's a he's a famous doorman. That's yeah. wild. He's like a world renowned do- world renowned a cooler. There yes, we go. Thank you. A door Dalton, a door person. Yeah. Dalton shows up and he's got to turn the bar around. The bar where a blind guy is playing the piano and they whip <laughs> bottles at him behind a chain link fence and he just he like doesn't stop. <laughs> By the way, like some of those bars, I've been to. Like back home, we got. Maybe one or two that used to be like not like that whipping glass at like people behind a fence, but 
pretty buck where you go in and you're like, what am I? I look back, I would love to see 22-year-old me and just stop and be like, what are you doing in this bar? What do you think is going to happen at the end of the night? It's just... Yeah. yeah. Do you think one of these 50-year-old women is going to fuck you, man? <laughs> Get the hell out of here. That was always me. I'm like, looks like there's a few hotties here. And it's like, this place is scary, man. It's like, uh, I'm a 20-year-old man. All I can think about is women. Yeah. The signs are different when, like, now, that, now when I go into a bar, I, I feel like I immediately see the person who looks gnarly, like they're going to be the bummer for the night. And back then, I'd look at them and be like, oh, all right, got to go talk to that person and see what they're about. <laughs> I, no joke, like somebody would just be sitting there like just staring off, like doing this shit, and you're like, oh, I bet they're fun. <laughs> now it's just like, no, I'll go to a restaurant. I don't yeah. need to be at a bar. Yeah, did you know you get drunk at restaurants <laughs> and they have food <laughs> <What> there? A- <laughs> That's a fun thing to figure out when you're like, yeah. it's a restaurant, and you'll you, just keep you giving them two drinks at home and then have more at the restaurant oh. and never even have to put your hand on someone's back and go, excuse me, I got to go to yeah. the bathroom. Be still my beating heart. Oh, my God. Look at this urine-free bathroom except for the toilets. This, <laughs> yeah. is, this is what a I fun I can't night. claim to have a urine-free toilet at home. <laughs> <laughs> I have a half bath. Saved our, like, we have a one and a half bath. I, this is like, maybe some of you have real sized houses and apartments in Oregon. I don't know, in Portland, I don't know shit. So I, we finally have one and a half baths as of when we moved to LA, and it saved our fucking marriage. It saved our marriage. I could just like shit whenever I have, because when you have a one bedroom well, that- and like IBSD, a one bathroom and IBSD, like my wife will be in the shower and I'd be like, babe, I'm ha- sorry. You're either to getting happen. out or you're clogging your fucking ears and it, nose it right now. It has to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I've pissed in my sink in my old Brooklyn apartment so many times to not bother my wife, but I ain't shitting in that sink again. You can't. If you shit in the sink, it's an afternoon. If you pee in the sink, you, it's like doing the dishes a yeah, little bit. Right. <laughs> if you shit in the sink, it's an afternoon. I don't know why I'm going to tell you guys this story, but I... I, I because I, you're committed. I accidentally shit, accidentally shit in the shower. Of course, it was an accident. <laughs> Let me just preface this. I didn't purposely take a shit in the shower, but I got, I, you know, rolled the dice on a IPA Here fart. Here we go. Yeah. So you say, you say you accidentally, accidentally shit in the shower, but you can feel it coming. So you know that when you... When you push, it's going to be a little bit more than a fart. I bet you knew that. So I, you were just banking on the fact that it wasn't like a solid poop coming I out. I know. I've got a... Sh- but it was, you were going to be able to smash it down the drain. I've got like an... All right. Let's get into it. Uh, one of, I'm serious. One of these where you're like, get in there. Get in there. Do, uh, <laughs> funny you should say you that. You know right? <laughs> I, I, uh, so I... I actually, I had one of these at the airport, not one of these, but... You took a shower at the airport? No, there's this... You know when you feel like you're like, fuck, I'm, this is at least for me. I have to poop. I have such poop anxiety that it stresses me out not being totally. home if I have to... And so my brain is racking it, and then like I'll be like... And this happened to me at the LAX uh, Delta Lounge. I was no, like... I worst, just went like this. The worst. And went, and I farted like a low light fart that no one heard people eventually smell but I had to do it and I did it and it that was the poop anxiety it was just the fall and I was like oh I'm like a relief I'm like now I can fly around the world so in the shower I was like oh, I'm not done putting Dr. Browners all over my body yet let me let me just fart one and then it was not a fart and I 
it was like in the tub, and then I was like difficult to get down the drain, as we're assuming. Yeah. You know, I know so specifically because I've been there. It's yeah, like it's I, happened to. Based it. on all of our stories so far, I'm assuming we're gonna find out that you're like, yeah, well, you know, I was born with a twin that I never met. We were separated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pulled across the country. The Venn diagram is just a tiny little sliver on each end of a giant circle, and yeah, we're right, in the exactly. middle. Exactly. And mine is like Long Island douchebaggery, and uh, you're 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 from South Dakota. South Dakota, damn right. I don't even dare to stereotype South Dakota. I don't even know. This is a question I've had for a long time. Nine inches. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So that yeah. is how much you've if taken I'm your really, ass. If I'm really excited. Like if I'm really, if I'm really going for it. All right. Good to know. If you want nine inches from me, I'll give you three, three times. But it's got to be over 72 hours. And I'm going to need electrolytes. I can't do them back to back anymore. What do I look like? A kid? Come on. Uh, now I don't even remember what I you was going like to say. You look like a grown man on a fun vacation. <laughs> Thank you. Is what you look like. I, I do. I'm a, I'm a, I am on vacation. This is fun for me. So I do regret. I do regret wearing such short shorts at your eye level for the entire show. I'm just like, oh, okay. How do they do this? That's why women sit like this sometimes, I guess, right? At we were the, we were it, just talking Instagrams. about this, like on the way up the stairs, how fun this actually is, and like how sometimes you can forget how this is supposed to be fun, or it can it can get lost in the sauce for business or whatever. But like this, what we're all doing right here tonight, this specific thing, everyone's so quiet. I'm yeah. sorry, but this well, it's like a touching moment. This but is hopefully... like raw fun. This is fun. This is what this is what it's yes. about. That would be a great moment, that beautiful speech, and people are start looking at each other like, you're having fun? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, wait, what? No one's having fun? We, we're so I'm off just on saying, the vibes. I'm just stoked. This is sick. I'm, yeah, I'm so pumped to be here. This is thrilling for me. I, haven't, I was saying to Sean, I, last night was my first live show since March 8th, 2020, and I was like, oh, so man. So you believe in COVID then, huh? Yeah, a, a little bit. <laughs> a yeah. little bit. I am, uh, what do you do? We're not, I guess we're not brothers. We're yeah. Brothers. On, on March 15th... I believe in COVID. <laughs> not an asshole. March 15th, 2020, I had Zoom business. Okay, I had like... I was, upgrade, I was like, yep, nope, I'm adapting to computer life for a year. Right. I'm, I'm a fat stoner gamer. You can put me in a room for a year. If it has air conditioning, I'll be okay. Hell yeah. yeah. I might not even need to eat. I'll do like, like hibernate shit, you know? Did, do I, did I make this up? I, do bears pack their assholes so they don't shit so they don't shit when they're hibernating because that's like important calories they need to keep in their body did is do we have any it sounds like somebody made it up <laughs> yeah i mean you either you either made it up or you believe somebody uh, yeah who made i either it made it up or yeah the Charmin bears <laughs> and, I, and i'm conflating them with real bears but i I feel like I heard on some fucking Bear Grylls shit. I watched so much wilderness shit, just like I could do that and not do any of it. But I heard they like use like sticks and mud and like mushed up berries and like spackle their assholes shut so they don't just like shit in their cave when they sleep for fun. You know what? Do bears really hibernate even? Like I don't even know if that's for sure. That's just something I remember from being I couldn't a kid. tell you. I couldn't tell you. Right. I bet you bears sneak out in the winter. You're just a guy tiptoeing. Told you. They're <laughs> hibernating. Let's get tiptoeing through all these. It's a, it's a 
It is a fun question to explore. As, as like somebody who knows nothing about it. It's fun to speculate. Yeah, and this is like so weird. This is how you know I'm almost 40. I'm like, man, does anyone know if this weird fact is true? It's like, man, if there's famously a way to look that up. <laughs> I've, been say, I've been telling people that for 20 years. I've been like... And, like, that's my bear... People are talking about bears, and I'm like, you know, they pack yeah, their assholes. The internet doesn't make it true. I mean, if you want to look it up on the internet, you could find, like, Journey singing Danger Zone. On, right. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it true. You saying. can find any validation you need on the internet. Just yeah. type, start typing in what you need to read, and literally a bot <laughs> will design the website by the time you're done searching for it. You're like, turtle foot fetish fucker, and it's just like, dot org backslash gapers, promo code mighty for 10% off. Businessman. Businessman. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. What? Never forget to do business. Happy 9 11. <laughs> Happy 9 11. Oh. I haven't been at a live show. I haven't been in like a crowd like this since January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get I, it. While it was going on, I was texting all my friends and being like, thinking I was funny, being like, are you guys at this Washington thing? I'm over by the Capitol. And then it like turned a corner and I was like, oh, I sent so many texts like that. You're just thinking like, well, it's going to get flagged. I texted someone, I'm inside. Somebody's going to come knocking. That's just my story for when the FBI just drags me out of here. Based on your face, we know you're a right-wing podcaster. No, I'm not. I would be way richer. <laughs> I'm the a, heel turn in comedy is where the money is at, okay? <laughs> I'm a buffalo-wing podcaster myself. Ooh. Yeah, not the right or the left, buffalo. That's my wing. <laughs> I feel like it was lost on the first time, said it again, still didn't hit. No, I got it the second time. Yeah, I thought still, you said... Still didn't really work the way I You said to, buffalo, so. I heard buffalo wings. Uh -huh. That was my... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's... Thank you! No, that's what Good didn't work. Guy. Yeah, yeah. None of, none of it worked. It's not all funny. That My brain auto-completes buffalo to buffalo wings because of my... Like, that's my favorite food. Because you're a genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Skip the city, the animal. Get me to how to absolutely decimate a population of chickens. <laughs> what was I, the question I, you were going to ask? How vegan are we tonight? I feel bad. But I am upset by it when I'm like, oh, I had 20 wings at dinner. It's like, that's 10 chickens. And I'm like, we need to invent 10-legged chickens ASAP. <laughs> you were going to ask a question. I cut you off rudely. I forget the qu I forget. The question, because you didn't ask it. Oh, let me check my cards. <laughs> what is your... Fa I have just like James Lipton cards. Sean Jordan. Present. I was asking you, so skateboarding, question mark? <laughs> you know, you got to get the ball rolling a little bit every once in a while. So you say skateboarding and go, <laughs> help me? I don't know. I have anything to say. I, so I've been skating since I'm 14. It's been my... My whole life, that's all, that's like been the constant since I'm 14. It's been the one thing that kept me away from like most bad stuff, even though I still tried bad stuff. I did meth one time, premarital sex, but skateboarding kept me out of most bad things. Ooh. And were those, was that a pairing? What's that? The meth and the premare? Was that, uh, no, those were separate yeah, events? I can't, I can't speak to any of that. <laughs> but I, so, you, you get into stand-up, you, you start doing, and 
skating just kind of falls by the wayside because it's skateboarding and you can't make time for it if it's not your job. And then quarantine hits and I went out in the street one day, I did a kickflip and then the next day I went out, did a heel flip and I was like, I'm just going to try to do a trick every day. And now I'm pretty fucking good at skating again. Fuck. Yeah. And I the don't journey say of that a thousand to be, miles starts with a single I don't ollie. say it to be a prick. I'm actually pretty good. My 40th birthday is on Thursday and I'm going to try to do 40 tricks on my 40th birthday. Yes. Which... Pretty, pretty dope. And you're going to have uh, 40s of malt liquor duct taped to your hands Obviously. as well? Obviously. It's going to be a day. And 40 hands, 40 tricks. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a day. We're going to have fun. That's exciting. I turned 40 in January, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Forward. I think 39 is more stressful in my head than 40. Because once you're 40, it feels like breaking the seat. It was like when I got to be 300 pounds. I was like, well, now who cares what the... <laughs> once you have a three is your first... Wait, who cares what the next two are? Like, oh, I'm not 325 anymore. I'm 305. It's like, okay, keep g- going, man. Like, I feel like if you're enough of a piece of shit in your, in your 20s into your 30s, and then you clean it up right around 36, then when you hit 40, you're going to be like, I got it figured out, man. Yeah. I'm stoked. I'm st- I can't wait. Can't well, wait for my a, 40s. That's an insane... Like, not only that's do we, what I did. I was about to say, not only are we a Venn diagram, we are like matching timeline bar graphs. <laughs> yeah. I think I was a yeah, not I, a piece of shit. But I'm saying like, no, I was I, objectively a piece of shit. I like, highly doubt that. What? But I bet the like you're right here with me, where it's like you partied too hard, not even realizing it was too hard. Where you just you do too much, you're too excited, and by the end of the night, you're like, man, I I guess I I drank way too much. But for like ten years. And it's funny, but like for real. And then you hit a point in your 30s, but then you're in like LA or something, and you're like, I'm gonna make a go of this stand up thing that a lot of people are doing when they're 21, but I was too busy trying meth for the first time. And then and you that hit. Pre- fucking... Sweet, sweet premarital. And then there's a pandemic, and you're like, all right, I'm gonna figure it out. <laughs> so I've been uh, on my 40th birthday, I do 40 Heel rocks flip. of meth. <laughs> And you see a you see a naked street and you go kick flip heel flip <laughs> child house wedding and then there it is you know in the in the wrong order by the way child house wedding that's how we're doing it let me ill advised yeah. get married first yeah. I did here's the steps I did I did got married and haven't done child or house <laughs> just hanging loose been we've been together for married well, that's, I mean, we that's just had our ten that's... year wedding anniversary. Wow, I'm going full clapter tonight. I think prisons are bad. <laughs> did, Eric Clap- did Eric Clapton say that? What? Did Eric Clapton say that? What <laughs> Eric, Clapton say? Eric Clapton said, shut the window, COVID's fake. <laughs> He's like... <laughs> As a proud father, I have to grimace at that joke. Oh. Yes. Um... I want something you said hit me. <laughs> My fucking full gunt is out. Um, you were talking about skating was something you did when you were younger that made you really happy. And uh, same th- for me, it was going to the beach, surfing, boogie boarding. That was like my thi- thing. I could only do it in the summer on Long Island. Uh, but then when I went to the city, moved to New York City, and got into like the, co- it was like you, you tell yourself you can't do anything that's for you because it's like. 
No, you should be doing stand-up or you should be writing at that time. What the fuck are you, what do you mean you want to go to the ocean, something you can do because you don't have a job, but no, instead you're just like, no, stay in and write in my moleskin. Sure. Can you fuck your cousin? But are you, so, and I know this is all supposed to be funny, but like for real, when when you dive into that, when, because you encounter that a lot when you get into stand-up specifically where people are like, oh, I'm just going to go write. And then you're like, are you writing? Or are you just fucking sitting on YouTube or something and telling yourself you're writing? And then you get bummed out because you didn't write because you sat and watched fucking The Punisher at a coffee shop when you should have been Without writing. Without headphones, you asshole. Yeah, just <laughs> It's Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane Punisher. Oh, well, that's I like that one. But then, and then you, you're like, well, I didn't do shit during the day, so you have to go do stand up at night. You feel like if you take a break from that, that you're not pursuing your dream or you're not dedicated enough. There's also the energy of like because entertainment is like uh, the the lotto scratch off. You're like, what if the Thursday night that I skip cage the the 11 p.m. slot at fucking UCB what if that's the night that Lorne Michaels is there and is like we need a fat guy who doesn't do cocaine let's go (laughs) yeah it's it's wild the and talk those it only happened a couple times in LA but I remember one show I did dude comes up hands me a card from NBC and it's you look at the card and you're like it says NBC. This that's pretty dank. And then you go in for a general, and then I could just see him tune out the second where he's like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I just want to do stand up." And he's like, "The first five years of those meetings are also me. Like the first five years of dating, I'm like, he gave me his card, so <laughs> I think he's gonna buy a screenplay off of me. Like you're just like, okay, this guy said he was thinking about a movie that has a valet in it, and then I'd like." Hit, like email him like four months later. I'd be like, hey, I wrote up like an outline for this uh, valet movie. And the guy would be like, what are you talking about? There's a bullshit general, you fucking noob. And I'm like, oh man. For so long, I'd be like, oh, so yeah, we really love that uh, show you did last time. I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, it's so exciting. And, they, and I'd be like, so what's up? And they're like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, well, well those- whatever you have, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, What's the those, easiest thing you have that pays the most? That's what I want to do. Those meetings, like you go in, and I had no idea, much like I imagine nobody does. You go in for a meeting, and it's called a general, and then really, it's just a, like talking, but in my mind, I was like, they're going to offer me a job. That's right, why they, that's what it feels that's like. Why, that's why NBC brought me in, because they're like, we want you to host this brand new show that we've made for you who we've never fucking met. <laughs> and you think it's going to change your life, and then you walk out of there, and you're like... Well, I'm going back to Sioux Falls <laughs> immediately. Dude, I'm going I'm to eat some mom's food, and I'm going to have her tell me that I'm the shit. <laughs> I'm going to sleep in my old room and get drunk in my old bar. We used to write sketch shows, bring them to L.A. to like try to get industry to see them. It's like, check out these two 25-year-old kids who wear uh, Speedos and do a lifeguard sketch comedy show. It's absolutely untranslatable to any success whatsoever. It's kind of funny, mostly disgusting. It's at 10.30 p.m. at the UCB sunset. Or, you know, it's like, yeah. It's at the hard to park at UCB, so don't worry about it. Like They're both pretty hard to park at, but this one's harder. And we're sending out fucking mailers that were like, dearest casting director at this uh, network, we would love for you to come see our comedy. And we're like, dude, if all these people come and they see our... And then we're like putting so- carrying fucking mannequin heads and swords on onto the plane with you to be like, we need our props for the show. But I'll tell you this. So you look at all that and like we clown all that, but then you look at 
where we're sitting and you look at what happens and it it does work in a weird way. It's a weird I mean, I'm fucking like way that it works. I'm still doing that. I'm now in or uh, in Portland. Why do I keep like correcting you were myself? You were going to say Oregon, weren't you? I, that's what I wanted to ask. I heard it, it. You were going to say I'm in Oregon. Or it, you were going to say Oregon, weren't you? No, that's what I'm wondering. It's Gin, right? Because I, I, <laughs> yeah. I confidently said it earlier, and then I was like, who Oregon. do you think you are? It's like a word that you've just read for a long time and have never said out loud, and you're like, uh, Hermione. My mom gets pissed. <laughs> My mom gets pissed at me because I say Oregon, and I'm sure I used to say Oregon when I lived in South Dakota, but now I say Oregon, and I'll go home or whatever. She'll talk to me on the phone, and she goes, how's organ like your kidney and i'm like all right cool like that's not funny at all what do you you know it's just you say it oregon you want to fucking do lame jokes and do it and i get way too mad at my mom about it and then it's a whole my thing my mom always says everything wrong it's really funny but one of our favorites is she's like we're, we're taking take my wife's going to the new orleans for her 40th and my mom's like when do you guys go to new orleans when do you leave for new orleans and it's like she says it and that's such a jonathan when's new orleans <laughs> And I'm like, what are you fucking saying? Jonathan, take some SpaghettiOs with you. Jonathan, bring the Chef Boyardee beefaroni on the plane because the, the, the wraps on these Delta flights are so expensive. That's all my mom. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to be on this TV show. I'm, I'm in a car going to film at midnight. you know. And my mom's like, did you pay for the card or did they pay for the card? Like, everything She's my mom is. 12 bucks is 12 bucks, my friend. <laughs> I know. Yo, my mom is, like, literally, I said to her, I'm like, oh, I just landed in Oregon, and I am got the show. I'm, I'm going to grab a bite. They were, she was like, do they give you free food? <laughs> I was like, Joanne, it's okay. I can buy food. Whoa, I went to Joanne real quick. We go to it? Joanne pretty quick, you know. <laughs> on the phone, it's not so much in person, but on, it's like her, my admonishing tone for her. I'm like, Joanne. You know what you're saying is wrong. I can't do it. Not like cancelable wrong, but just like incorrect. She does some of the former as well. Yeah. Okay, new year, new me, back in action, things to do, people to see, and I do not want to spend time in line at the grocery store or hunch over a stove. But I don't have to meal pan or prep now that I leave my meals to factor. Factor makes it easy for me to eat clean 24-7 with fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious, you wouldn't believe they're actually good for you. Factor saves me time by delivering chef-crafted meals to my doorstep, eliminating the hassle. Uh, no dishes to wash, no cleanup, no grocery shopping. Pre-prepared, ready to eat in two minutes. They do the tough stuff. They got registered dietitians and expert chefs that work hand-in-hand -hand to create these meals. 27 meal options each. Factor even knows my preferences. They offer vegan and veggie meals, cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, plant bars, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me fueled and focused all day long. Head to go.factor75.com slash plans and use code MIGHTY120 to get $120 off your first five weeks of meals. That's code MIGHTY120 at go.factor75.com slash plans for $120 off. Oh, Athletic Greens just drank one on the drive home from the gym, blended with some chocolate protein uh, in my little shaker cup. And I'll tell you what, I love having AG1 in my life because I I take it in my post-workout shake uh, 
mixed in with some collagen and some fiber and stuff. Or if I'm not working out that day or I, I, I'm not positive if it's going to happen later, I smash down uh, a cold glass of athletic greens first thing in the morning just to get the juices flowing. Quite literally gets the stomach moving, gets the body moving, and gets you all those nutrients on an empty stomach, which is pretty important. You soak it up pretty fast. Um, and so I'm, I'm sending packets to my meathead brothers to see if they like it. Uh, and I'm look. I got a lot of travel coming up in February, March, and April, and I'm looking forward to bringing the packets on the road with me, or the uh, or the big bag, depending on how long my trip is. Um, look, it's lifestyle friendly. It's whether you eat pe- keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free, gluten free. It's all that. Um, it's a small micro habit. It's very easy to roll into your habit, and it's got big benefits. It's a very simple, easy thing you could do for yourself every day. The Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him a hundred bucks a day, so he's like, "Let me do AG, and then I could uh, create optimal nutrition routine on my own." Uh, it costs you less than three bucks a day. It's cheaper than getting all the supplements yourself. Uh, look, and here's something for every purchase. We donate to organizations to get nutritious foods to kids in need, including no kid hungry here in the U S that is nice. Okay. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mighty. Again, that is athleticgreens, A-T-H, L-E-T-I-C-G-R-E-E-N-S dot com slash mighty to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Oh, wait, I just, it just tricked, sorry. All the way back to, so I started going, then you start doing comedy in your 20s and stop going to the beach. And you're like, fuck, my life is like all comedy. I move out to Los Angeles. I still don't get to go to, and then... The pandemic hits, yeah. and it's like, oh, what feels safe? The beach. Like, there's no one. You can be six feet away from people pretty easily. So I started going all the skate time. Skate parks, the same thing. I mean, it's outdoor skate. Like, nobody's out skating. Right. Same kind of thing. And yeah. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, and now it's such an important part of my life that I'm like, my work beach balance is gotten correct, is what I'll say. It's like, well, I'm like, I'm like I figured it out. I'm not going to fucking... Uh, I'd rather go to the beach than work, I realize. It's like, I'm just going to do that then. Who well, and to cares? get like wildly <laughs> serious again, but it's like I feel like uh, this has brought mental health to the forefront with people who maybe thought they didn't have any sort of mental health issue, but now are realizing in the last year and a half, like they, they didn't focus on it enough. So going to the beach, going skating, going what, like, uh, just what, going on a drive, going yeah. on a walk, whatever. It's a, mental health is important. It's so important. And it can, it can be such a tough thing to tackle if you don't get out in front of it. So whatever it is for you, right. like if it, you know, and it's easy to joke about like, yeah, I go to the beach. At, what do I do? It's not a real job, but it is a, you do have a fucking job. You have a great job and you're fucking great at it. So if you want to go to the fucking beach, go to the, I'm I'm serious. Go to the fucking beach, right, my friend. Exactly. You're if you don't go to the beach wearing that, if I'm I, so if mad I don't at go you. Go to the beach. I'm I'm legitimately a poser at Asshole. that point. Like, I'm a 40 year old man with a backwards hat on. <laughs> Thanks for coming out to my show. 
Do you at least, you got to stop and grab a freeway from somebody and be like, not that hard, and then just set it back down? <laughs> just one curl, just be like, and I'm out. Ooh, yeah. Yep, that's it. Get the pump, get in and out, you know, get the full striation going. Uh, for, for my wife and I personally in the pandemic. Striation. Yeah. Is that a... Am I the only one that doesn't know what that means? Tell me somebody else in here doesn't know what striation means. Thank you. Define it. Oh, so... Wait, because I'm not promising it's a real word. Busted. I mean, uh, Busted. It, I think it is. Can anyone confirm that striation is a word? Like, it's real. Don't yeah, define it. Don't define it. It's like... You cheater. Cheater. Well, I know it. I know it. And this is a little reveal about me. I know it from reading bodybuilding magazines my entire life. <laughs> Yikes, reveal. Can I, That's what makes the Kinsey scale slide in a direction. Can I tell you about my Lyft driver on the way to Alberta Street Pub? It's funny that you bring up bodybuilding. This dude. So I get in the whip. and he, So he picks me up, get in the whip. We, we start talking about traffic. And that leads into Portland's traffic is pretty bucked these days. And, uh, and he goes, I'm moving to Texas. And I was like, yeah, whereabouts? And he goes, everyone thinks Austin, but I'm moving to San Antonio. I need a fucking change. And I'm like, all right, maybe our views don't align. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know. And then he starts, for really no reason, talking about bodybuilding and steroids and then seemingly sticking up for steroids, which I don't know anything about steroids, but this dude's just sticking up for him. As far as Reed College to Alberta driver. Street Pub, he's sticking up for steroids the whole time. It was... Hilarious. What an just, ulterior motive. He's like, I'm going to be a Lyft driver, but I'm also going to do grassroots PR for anabolic steroids. <laughs> Dude, he just broke down the mechanics of weightlifting and bodybuilding to me, which, it, which most of it, extremely interesting. Some of it where I was like, what's that? It's kind of offensive, the words you just said, you know? Because <laughs> he said some of them. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but, and then you're like, am I, a, am I a person of principle or am I not? Because I didn't stop the car and be like, let me out, because I had somewhere to be. So I just had to fucking swallow no. it and be like, cool word, dude. No, I, uh, as, a child, as a child of an alcoholic who can flip out at any moment, you have the, I have the ultimate skill to be like, the most uns and this is I understand male privilege, but like, uh, like a person could be absolutely insane, like just like challenging me in every way, and I could just be like, they'd be like here, being like, <laughs> "Fuck you, man! I'm gonna put you in a fucking prison! I'm gonna kill you!" And I'd be like, I have the ability to be like, "Don't engage. This is bad news." And I could just be like, "I don't notice. I don't notice it." You know, like, don't look at him because then he's going to start talking to you. I have, like, that strength where I could just sit. So, like, I'll lift your because I won't speak up. I'll just be like, just keep sh Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. I just so, you know, sliding farther down. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese guys back. lift weights like this. Japanese guys lift weights like this. You're like, okay, man. I don't think that was offensive, but I don't know why you know the differences. He told me the deadlift record for this dude, Ron, that like the biggest, buckest body built, Ron something. 1,300 pounds this dude deadlifted. Oh, shit. I'm just saying, that's Eddie, it. That's Eddie it. Hall just did 500 kilos at the Arnold Expo, guys. Just <laughs> I keep up with deadlift records. Who's the Ron guy I'm talking about? Is there like a famous bodybuilder, Ron? There's a famous Ron? bodybuilder, Ronnie Coleman. This guy, Sue the guy, he's like Ronnie Coleman. He goes, ain't nothing he, but a peanut. He was like, Ronnie Coleman. Wait, wait, baby. Sorry. He almost did like the Dumb and Dumber where he was looking at me too long talking about how Buck Ronnie Coleman is where I'm like, also the road is right in front of you, homeboy. 
Ronnie Coleman might be Buck, and I can, he can be Buck if you're looking at the road, if you're looking at me. He can still be fucking jacked, yoked, swole, whatever, you know? Ronnie <laughs> Coleman is, was so, it, he's still alive, still fucking cool, still works out. Don't know if he should. Uh, he's on like, he's like on crutches and shit, and he still insists on like squatting and lifting weights and stuff. Uh, so Buck. He, the only thing that sucks about him is that he was a cop. And my, he told me that too. The, this fucking lift driver, he was not lying to me. He told me. He, but factual. like, it would be cool to see pictures of when you're a kid, this six foot one, 325 pound, absolutely shredded, striated as fuck. <laughs> A lot of striation, if you will. I will. I will. Full and circle. I remembered the question I was going to ask you. Nine inches. How'd you forget? <laughs> it's probably ten inches now. I'm older, man. Oh, maybe you shouldn't have two back-to-back joints before you invite someone up to talk. That I was like, this is exactly what I need to unwind from a hellish travel day. I had a brutal travel day today. It was. In, I had a middle seat, and the I could the. This is maybe all in my head, but the I look of the two people... I thought I was going to hear that question, but I guess we're going to talk about the trailer. Oh, the question. I'm kidding. Keep... No, no, no. no. I, rem- I, I don't want to forget kidding. it because it's important to me. Do you, Well, now I feel like a dickhead. What is I was South kidding. Da- no, don't. Please. South Dakota... State did- bird, the pheasant. No, okay. Mount Shit, Rushmore. You're really ahead of me on the these. The Black Hills. <laughs> no. What is the... How do South Dakotans look at North Dakotans and how do North Dakotans look at South Dakotans? Is there like... It's bring honestly, that shit to South Dakota. Honestly, that, no what? beef. Honestly, no beef. Is there like any differences? It's like, oh, if you want the good kind of cheese, you got to go to North Dakota. Like... No. No? The only so then this should just be gonna... fucking Dakota, man. It, I'm sorry. It, it was supposed to be East and West Dakota because of the Missouri River. I don't know how it got mucked up, but it did. It should be East and West Dakota. Oh, right. It's not. But any, the only thing you notice is there's the accent gets ooh, 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 way more. Like, ooh, oh, no, way more. The more like, north you go. And what is a Dakota accent? I've, I've never been there because, like, you know, uh, I didn't grow up there. <laughs> well, like, if you were... If you were <laughs> he snuck it. If you guys didn't applaud, I wouldn't have even noticed he snuck it in. <laughs> it's like the, you know, you get your PBRs. Oh, no, you're going to get your PBR? You're going to go get a PBR? You're going to get a, oh, my gosh, you're going to get an orange beer? You're going to get an orange beer? You're going to get a red beer, you know? <laughs> and the more, the closer, or the farther north you get, the more it gets like, oh, no, you're going to get a red beer, huh? <laughs> the more they embrace it. A red beer is if you get, like, a PBR, or like a Miller Lite or Coors Light or whatever, and then get, like, a mug of ale like you're a Viking and then fill half of it with tomato juice. Like a fucking lunatic? That's what they call red ale? Or no, red beer. Oh, so red you're gonna, beer. I would be like, oh, I'll take a red beer. And they'd be like, that's weird. That, that tastes like a if you, Bloody Mary. So if you, straight, if you went to, like, let's say you go to fucking Grand Forks, North Dakota, and you go to, like, some hole in the wall, get a red beer with olives. Like a, and they're going to give you a mug. It's, gonna, it's like a thick mug, big, tall, like, Gross looking, like holy fuck! One of those? I'm gonna drink that like as a the one beer. Like the one you have change in. As yeah, a where kid, it's like, like three. Like, yeah, <laughs> where it's like three dollars, and you got it at an amusement park or yeah. something. <laughs> and they're gonna fill it up like a third of the way with olives. No joke. Twenty olives, and then they're gonna fill the like two thirds up with Miller Lite, and then the rest is tomato juice. And then you're gonna get some shitbag who's like, oh, you're I had get- a hard week, even harder Friday. So. Thank God for these. And they're just going to pick out the olives with a spoon and drink the thing like it's dank, and it ain't dank. Oh, man. One of the easier ways to get heartburn, it sounds like. 
It's That's disgusting. How you know I'm it's 40. disgusting. I'm like imagining drinking that and being like, oh my God, my burps and, and mask burps. Like you're just like, burp. Think about your poops, and then you, and then they wash it down with Jaeger bombs, and then that turns into poop. Forget oh. about it. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I, I recently my poop smelled like marijuana smoke, and I was no like, no way. I was like, I need to slow the fuck down. How is this so much in my poop? I mean, I do eat weed, some weed edibles. It's but- smoke, is it? It, it can't make like, your way into your poop. It like literally is like a fog machine. <laughs> my bidet has like a little fucking like a PC game, like a gaming PC light in it. So you can pee in at night. It has like a little toilet light and you turn it on while all my fucking smoke is coming out of my ass. Snoop Dogg takes a huge butthole rip off me. And this Smoke is still butthole every day. Thank God for the one and a half baths at this point. <laughs> I know, right? My, my wife's like, uh, you and Snoop do whatever you got to do in your little half bath. You and Snoop go to the half bath. My half bath is so small that if I, when I open the door, I then have to go like this and then lift my almost non-existent bulge up over the sink or else I just drag my zipper across the sink. So I have to like just, it's like the sink is exactly at my dick height and... And there's a, then a doorknob on the door, and it gives me li- just my dick is at the exact. When you height. say dick height, my eyes swear I swear to God they went boom, and then I went mission right accomplished. Back. Dick height. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near nine inches. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> I have misplaced cockiness for some reason. Uh, that was the one thing. With so we just bought a house, and that was the one thing where it's like I gotta have two bathrooms. I don't need X amount of rooms. I don't need any. I need two bathrooms because sometimes it hits, and I'm like, I need it. I need a bathroom. And you're, you're adding humans at. to your house. Added, added, added. Yeah, been it added. happened. So it like, happened, yeah, my friend. Having yeah. a second toilet. She's around. Yeah, has to happen. I'd like it could be the size of a fucking Folgers can. I it just something that flushes into the ground. <laughs> that's not the main bathroom. That's what I need. <laughs> My, uh, we piss off my mom's deck so frequently, like, at my mom's house in Long Island. I she has, like, it. a little... This is me. I want to go. I might get a flight back home tonight. <laughs> I am flying to New York tomorrow at 6 a.m. because I, I'm a fucking idiot who does not know how to book... To, yes, to go do uh, Doughboys in a Power Hour back-to-back. Holy shit. <laughs> Wait, so if you're listening to these... After, like in the in memoriam segment at my funeral when they're playing the live show, this is the tour that killed him. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, man, I just got morbid for a second. Can I, man? I'm having a lot of fun, dude. Thank please. you for asking me to do this. No, this is thank you for doing very it. fun. This rules. I was so stoked. Like I, I like I only know of you fr- like through AFE. We don't know each other personally that well, and this, so I was like. And Ian was, I was like, Ian, do you have Portland comics that you like? And he's like, well, Sean lives there. I was like, well, fuck, sign, him, sign me up. Let's I do just, it. man, the Holy Ghost hits me sometimes. And it's like, it's just so fun. Am I, am I wrong? Like, is this not just fun? I have to just call it out sometimes. Oh, hey, please, thank you. It's yeah. a solid reminder. It's this a solid reminder. Also, I haven't done this shit in so long. Last night, I was so exhausted, did the show, and then drank. I drank five beers during the set. And then I drank 
six tall boys, and I said I wasn't going to drink that night, and then I was like, all right, fine, just beer. So I ended up having like 14... Classic downfall, where you're like, just beer. You can drink a lot of fucking beer if you want. And I drank enough (laughs) beer that I couldn't fall asleep, but I did wake up and have diarrhea. Like, Well, Well, you were saying downstairs... And it's a good thing I didn't fall asleep, I guess, is how I should have tagged that joke better. You were saying downstairs that you you were just laying in bed, just jazz just stoked right <laughs> <laughs> just had a couple beers where you're like whoa this is fun like where's this adrenaline go I, I could not fall asleep like my adrenaline was so high off of like making strangers laugh which is like cl- as close to coming as it gets for me uh ar- arguably it's a little easier to do too for me but as i get older and i get better at comedy i get worse at the other part <laughs> comedy huh huh what are we doing what are we doing? Yes. Stop calling your joke the, the jo- last joke, the closer. Start calling it the happy ending. There it is. The money shot. Yep. Um, wait. We're having... F- what were we just talking about? You got it. You got Come. it. Come. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Okay. I think we were talking about South Dakota and North Dakota difference. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. You asked me if like, there's beef or if, they, if we carry things from North and South. Not really. Yeah, because like, Long Island and New Jersey has insane beef and we're like exactly the fucking same. But there's no reason for Long Islanders <laughs> to go to New Jersey and no reason for New Jersey to go to Long Island because they're so similar in that way. But we're both like, yours sucks! And it's like, yours sucks! And it's like, have you ever been to mine? No, why would I go? I have beaches and trashy dudes. Like, I have beaches and a plethora of lacrosse players. <laughs> lacrosse, what a weird sport to be big. Like, we didn't, I don't think I could have joined a lacrosse team in the state. In South Dakota. Long Island was big for it because it was like, uh, in hindsight now that I'm like a little more grown up and understand the way the world works, it was like an expensive sport that you could get a college scholarship for. So AKA was for white kids. Uh, Like truly it was like, and Long Island has a lot of racist white people. Oh, I'm really like, I think I'm figuring this out here. And... (laughs) So two things to look up. Look up that and the bear asshole thing for me, please. And don't search bear asshole Gabrus. Well, it's B-E-A-R asshole. (laughs) Yes, please. Don't forget that. Yeah. Don't go to my only fan. It's only one person that follows me. Not B-A-H-R asshole, our asshole shaving company we're going to (laughs) start. Welcome to Bear Asshole, where we finally get those awful hairs out of your ass. Where we shave them with the claws of a wombat. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we're talking about this now. We talked about shit a little. We talked about a little bit about cum, a little bit about assholes. Uh, What? Yeah, that's everything. Oh, I guess we have to do pee-pee. Oh, we did a little (laughs) pee-pee. Did a little pee-pee. I made a little pee-pee. It's... The kind of stuff that starts hitting you in your as we get to be the age that we are is you I used to be able to say, Yup, I'm done peeing. And now my dick says, eh, I think I'm done. It's up to you to find out for sure, asshole. Straight challenges me. Go ahead, pull your pants up. I dare you. Oh, you wore sweatpants with no underwear? <laughs> Your dick's like, of course you did. You're you. <laughs> yeah, you're you. You're disgusting. I I'm know gonna, that. I'm going to wreck your, your dinner. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I've been in the corner pocket of a pool table on a bet, so I know you're disgusting. Put my dick in a... Dick in the corner pocket of the pool table. Last time. What was the bet? 
I got five dollars. <laughs> but what was the, what was the uh, stakes? Or like, what was the you know you can't do this and this. I, would, I, I said you can't put. That was the bet. <laughs> they were someone was taking a shot like at the corner pocket, and I walked over and just had like my. Uh -huh. uh, and I was just like, obviously my dick was in their eye line, and I was twenty something, and like, dicks are funny. <laughs> like I don't know why they still, are still, still funny. funny. They're they still, still funny, but pulling them out, you know, sexual funny. assault is still uh, funny. Oh, Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but like, <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, but I was like, oh, like imagine I just put my actual dick in this. That would be so funny. And you went to go shoot, and you were like, and he was like, dare you to do it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. He's like, give me five bucks. I'm like. Fuck. And I just know I have to do it. I found that about a lot of things in my life, and I always used to blame it on being poor. Like, oh, I really wanted $5, or I ate that dead snake because I really wanted $10. And did you eat a dead snake? What? Did you eat a dead snake? I did eat a dead snake, yeah. Uh, right had, out of a parking lot. It, was, it had been dead for a while. It, uh, had to hear the words. It was brutal. Um, if Honestly, if you go on Vimeo, this is an insane old man sentence, but if you go on Vimeo, and search Gabrus Snake Eat. It was 2003, my friend had like a one megapixel digital camera, and he got like fucking blurry ass video of me going, uh, and then like barfing up a snake, and then everyone chanting, didn't do it, didn't do it. <laughs> and I have, oh, and here's the highlight, pink headband, frosted tips, and a t-shirt that says Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> Reminder, I was a piece of shit until I was in my late 30s, which is not now. a piece of shit. I was such a little one of the things one of the things I did as a child that makes me shiver now as a grown-up that embarrasses me more than anything. Child, ever, like child child? Like throughout my childhood, I should say. Okay. Is when you're cornered in a lie with your parents <laughs> and you refuse. In hindsight, I'm so humiliated about I'd be like, no, the teacher said there was no project. And my mom's like, that's not true. Like, it can't. And I'm like, you don't even fucking believe me. My family doesn't they think I'm a liar. And I'm trying everything to just not get grounded for missing a project. And in hindsight, I keep seeing myself in my parents' eyes and them going like, we know you didn't do the project. <laughs> like we know we talk to your teachers. We know you're there's homework. You're 11, dude. You're not gonna fool. Like when I, uh, another version of that is you. <laughs> <laughs> the shit. <laughs> Talking oh. about meeting people who have never been punched in the face. Like in oh. college, when I met all these college kids, they were like, everyone was like out of control, drunk all the time. I'm like, what the fuck? When you didn't learn to hold your liquor, they're like, no, I never drank before. I was like, oh, I've been drinking every weekend since eighth grade, two <laughs> nights a week. Uh, are you not doing that? Well, you're missing out, motherfucker. You guys are cowards. What are you doing? <laughs> but that would mean I would come home at 14 years old after drinking a six-pack of Lasers, which was the cheapest malt liquor that there was. And I would drink that and come home. My mom would be like, have you been drinking? I'd be like, no. <laughs> Good night. Like, give me a hug. Good night. You know? And it's like, dude, shit, you never did. Dude, yeah, Night, mom. Love you. you know, and then you realize in hindsight that's like drunk behavior. You know, actually, mom, I will go to the bagel store with you in the morning. It's like, oh, uh, she wakes hike... you up at nine. You're like, no, no, I was. I think it. a hike tomorrow sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say, like, this is so. We would be like, 
Oh yeah, we're playing manhunt in the neighborhood, which is what we called hide and seek when once you got to be fourteen. Yeah, is manhunt a thing? Like, I, and again, that's probably that's probably white privilege and male privilege, uh, being able to run through your neighbor's backyards at night without uh, instilling any uh, uh, violence. Uh, we would be, I'd be like, Mom, I was playing manhunt. It's like, I'm si- 16 years old. I stink like alcohol. I've pissed all over myself because I've been pissing in a dark children's playground all night long. And your mom knows what alcohol smells My like. My mom knows what the alcohol smells like. She knows what 16-year-olds do. Like, it's like so... And I'll come in and I'll be like, I was playing manhunt. And it's like, in hindsight, I, that's more embarrassing. And I used to... Yeah. I used to jog home from drinking with my friends... So I would be sweaty from manhunt. Uh-huh. I'd be like, not the whole way. I'm not a fucking psycho. Uh, but just get sweat up and you're like, cool. Now I'm stuck, <laughs> stink, and I smell like liquor. Yeah. I, okay, this is the most, this is a Long Island Meatheads uh, uh, sentence, but there's a bar by my mom's house called Mulcahy's, which is kind of like a big party vibe hookup. Like you go there to get smashed and it's disgusting. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mulcahy's? Mulcahy's right off the train station, so anyone from Long Island can dip in there. So you get a, get a lot of poon hounds coming into town looking to ruin a waitress's evening. Um, but it was like, one mile away from my house and in college I was a, a lifeguard and I was in I had to like run for work all the time so I was in solid enough shape that a mile run wasn't a big deal I would wear sneakers jeans and like a, a like a big loud Armani exchange button down shirt of course as one did in 2002 in Long Island I would wear that party all night if, if I didn't hook up I would cuff my jeans and jog home just like oh, I see that we'd be outside the bar like, alright guys see you later and just like one drunk back guy jog so you sweating just I was like gonna act out running for some oh. reason for a podcast and also I'm oh. not good at running or acting really Ah, <laughs> <sighs> that was fun Oh, that was fun. Holy shit. This whole thing has been fucking fun. Um, what, what, is, what is something I should do when I'm in Portland? That I, like that, well, you're leaving at 6 a.m., right? Right, but... <laughs> <laughs> it limits my, you yeah. know. Well, um, imagine I'm here for like a normal human's amount of time. I'm in four, four different cities for 15 hours at a time. Right. It makes no sense. Which is it's dink, disgusting. If you, were here for, if you were here for a couple days, I would say go to Fire on the Mountain, get some buffalo wings. What is that? That's the name of a, a, a bar or restaurant? Yeah, Wing Spot, Fire oh. on the Mountain. There's uh, three or four of them through this Fremont, whatever. There's three. I think there's three. Uh, fantastic. Dank wings, dank bar. Wings uh, my favorite good, food. Good, like, flavor of the week month that they have, like, every, every time you go in, which is fantastic. I always I get love, it sight unseen. I love, a, I love a flavor. Like, I have a few of my favorites from my wing spots that I like in L.A., and then I always love to go, like, well, let's see what this Maui Wowie. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they always have one weird name, and you're like, okay, I'll try the cookie dough wings. What is that? And it's like, oh, that, one time they, they had nacho wings, and I was like, what could that possibly mean? So I ordered them. It means they're dank. The nacho wings? The what nacho are you wings is uh, sauceless wings. wings with nacho cheese poured please all over them. Please, God. Please, and I was God. Like, oh, that's what this is? Ate one. I was like, oh, yeah. that's what this is. Yeah, dude. It's always, it's, with wings, I feel like you get what you, what you want when you, you know, you like, yeah. you see the flavor, you're like, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. 
go to Fire on the Mountain, uh, walk down Alberta, which is very fun, walk down Belmont, walk down Hawthorne, which is very fun. I'd say hike Forest Park all the way up to Pittock Mansion. You get a fun view of the city. You get a good hike. Maybe you'll see some coyotes. Is there a sandwich place called Bunk? There is. And do, do, is that like a metal tray kind of like, you, or am I confusing it with it? Because I ate at two different places that I fucking loved, and one of them was Bunk, and another one was this place that was kind of like a converted gray factory, sort of uh, near the Desch- is, is there a Deschutes brewery in town in Portland? Just, well, hey, the, look, the last time I was here was for 48 hours, but I was blacked out the whole time because it was my 30, 33rd birthday. My wife took me here. <laughs> And rented a hotel hotel room at some shitty hotel because it had a hot tub on the balcony. <laughs> and she didn't go in like it because it was too hotel. gross. And I just was in it every night smoking legal weed. Like, I love Portland. And it's like, you're not even doing anything. You're just in a hot tub in a wooden pen at a Marriott, you freak. But I... I digress. I was blacked out the whole time. and I, But I, I think, enjoyed myself. I think really. Bunk's still around the one by the waterfront. Go check it out if it is. Um, what else would I do? Go to Powell's. I would oh, walk yeah. around the Pearl. I would go look at Burnside Skate Park and look at it and not skate because everyone's there is an asshole. And then I would go skate at Benedict, which is east of 205 on Powell. That's where you want to skate if you want to have fun. Isn't it crazy when, like, because I, I... I hate s- getting vibed out I by surf. skateboarders, man. It bugs the shit. Get out of me. It's like we're supposed to all be cool with each other. Stop being a fucking prick. Let That's me... how I feel about surfers. I'm w- like, guys, we're, sur- like, we're out in the ocean. It's huge. And I understand, like, I'm not moving fast enough for you or whatever. Yeah, you but fucking. fucking calm- so here, this is when I realized I was an old skateboarder instead of a young skateboarder. I was on the bus going to work, and the bus is stopped at a green light, and there's a kid walking very slow across the street. Did not, should not have been walking. It's a fucking green light. All right away. And then he looks up at the bus driver, spits at the bus, flips off the bus driver, and walks slower than he was. Skateboard in his arm. And I'm like, bro, that's what's going on. That's why everybody <laughs> thinks we all suck. Can't you just fucking hustle up or not and just wave the bus by? I don't know. I did, that was me being like, have some fucking manners, dude. Be a skate... Go do a kickflip and then be cool. What do you gotta be yeah, an like, asshole for? The, the attitude, like, adoption... And, like, also, like, the fucking locals-only energy of that stuff, too. Yeah, it's, always, it's like, frustrating. Like, like, if, you know, if you're gonna come blow up the spot and... and suck, like, as a person, sure. But if you're, if you're a cool person... Shouldn't matter how good you are at what you're doing. Just be cool. And then that's... I'm someone people rarely hate. You know what I mean? Like, I can, like... My face is, like... Kids look at it and it's like, that's a Muppet, I'm right right in there with you. I can... I can play to the level of of pretty much anyone in the room. I love to get along with right, people. Right, me too. And because it's fun. Because I like to have fun. It's God. definitely more fun than beefing with strangers. <laughs> like it's like, like, like might as well just get along for this forty. What do you mean you don't like the Raiders? Fuck you. You know, <laughs> I don't got time for that, sir. I guess I do like them. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> I. You know what? I. I don't. I like the uh, the Raiders because I think uh, the coach writes good prose. Uh, Ah, he was a problematic boy, this guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, it's only a couple of emails. It's <laughs> never only a couple of emails. I was, it's a couple of emails that you found. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's you like don't that, even know the like... slurs to search for in his emails. He's making them up, dude. These guys are rich white people. They like when, you're, when your parents catch you, like, was that a joint in your cigarettes? And you're like, that was the one you found. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. You're right. There was a hundred before that. I found your stash, which, uh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> The one in the closet? No. Fuck, mom. I put the rest of the joints right here in God's <laughs> container. The lungs I tapped the mic with. Here's, anyway. here's a quick disgusting story about Joanne before, uh, before we get out of here. Uh, <laughs> ended on a now disgusting Joanne, story jo- about Now, my Joanne mom. is your mother that you called Joanne just yes. so to catch everyone up. She, uh, she one time came into my room that smelled like weed, allegedly. Her room, I think she, you were yeah, paying right. mortgage she's at this point. Yeah, right, she owns the house. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love she, that, too, how kids, like, I did it, too. And my daughter will do it, where she's like, this is my room. And you're like, dog, actually, but actually. Don't, see, I hated that my dad's like, when you're under my roof, it's my rules. <laughs> I'm not a short, like, if you'd be like, oh, I don't like that food. I'm not a short order chef, all right? You eat what's for fucking dinner, okay? Like, everything was, like, always like that. So I think if I was a dad, I'd be like, no, I'd be like, no, I paid for this fucking room. I'm did coming you, in did, I paid for this Power Wheels. I'm going to drive it, you know? Did dad ever pull that on you? Like, did that happen? Yeah. Where he's like, if you're under my roof, it's going to be my rules. All, my dad had, like, the most... <laughs> Like, abusive adjacent dad shit. Like, you want me to give you something to cry about? <laughs> if we were acting up, my dad would say, I hope your mother likes the taste of hospital food. He did not. Yeah. Your dad was hilarious. He was, he was, no, he was funny. Both of my parents are super funny. Turns fun- out your dad was hilarious. He was so hilarious, and everyone thought he was funny except for his nuclear family. Well, of course, because you're, you're the one that's getting... Like, yeah. all my friends were like, your dad's so cool. He's... <laughs> Does karate all day in the yard and then curses you out. And, and then like, if you don't yeah, go to bed when sick. he wants, he kicks your ass. Yeah. That's hilarious. My dad, like my friends would come over. And my, I, I don't know why I'm just telling these random parent stories, but I'm getting triggered. My, my dad worked 3 p.m. to 11 in Manhattan. So he was home every morning, which is great if you go to school. When you don't go to school, it sucks. And you're home with your fucking dad all day, who's intense as fuck. And this is what my dad's day consisted of. He had to leave at like 1.30 to get to the, his job on time. Drove into Manhattan every day. Psychopath. Um, he, he fucking would put on the radio in the morning and listen to talk radio from 6 a.m. until he left. At we, the crib? At the house on a boom box that he moved from room to room while he was doing He was bringing it around. and plugging it in. He was bringing it around like LL Cool J but with talk radio. Uh, it, was wor- it, was, it was older than that, but my dad loved it because it had equalizers on it. Hell that yeah. was like always a, Johnny, you put the treble up. If you got to make a U with it. The trick is to make a U. We, I, so this is my childhood. I'm growing up in a house where the, my father figure, my father figure, my father. <laughs> my dad, my dad, my actual dad. <laughs> he's such a father figure to me. He actually is, gave me half of my genes. He actually, we got same blood in us. Yeah. You know? I share uh, crib with my dad. So, you know. <laughs> That's the one picture that comes. It's like me flashing the crib gangs. One blood who happens to be here is like, man, I used to like this motherfucker. Oh, be, just, <laughs> I would be floored if there was a blood here. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of a self-selecting thing if you have a podcast, a live podcast in Portland. I'm the blood. I'm the blood that likes High and Mighty. What are you going to (laughs) do? 
So my dad would play Howard Stern, Ron oh. and Fez, Opie and Anthony, Mike and the Mad Dog, which oh. was like a local New York, and then Imus in the morning. In whatever order those aired, they, they would play all day That's while my day. dad circuit trained... <laughs> Like lifting weights with getting stuff done around the house. My dad was just like an intense dude. He would be like downstairs hammering something and then come up into the garage and punch and kick a heavy bag a bunch. And he wore, he would just be home all day in shorts, no shirt, knee braces, and Teva sandals. And he would just, like there were dumbbells out in the, in the living room all day long. And he would just like go buy them and like do all uh. these exercises that like only Jack LaLanne did. Like, you know... Sure. <laughs> he's like, like, Dad, what Johnny, pay attention. Yeah. And, and, he's, and my dad was a martial artist as well. Why not? Uh, and he would be like, do, and like my friends would come over and they'd be like, whoa, this is cool. And it's like, I'm like, Dad, put on a shirt. He's like, sorry. Puts on like a cut off Don Mattingly t-shirt. I'm like, fuck out of here. Donnie never wore a whole one. Why would I? Yeah, if I, if I was your homie back then, I'd think your dad was dope, too. Yeah, like, yeah. all of my friends were like... Because then they're all like, well, my dad sucks, but probably doing the same shit or a version of it. Yeah, well, he would roast me so hard in front of my friends. That always worked. And that just, he just, like, and I know that. I'm like, oh, that's how you crush wedding speeches. It's like, everyone here knows you guys. I'm going to yeah. do some, I'm going to cut you down in a way that... It's charming. Uh, my dad would like put me in an arm bar or something in front of my friends and they'd all clown on me for being a coward. And I'm like, he's 6'6", six, six, 350. Wait, is your, was I'm your dad's, 12. Your dad was that big? He was huge. 6'6", six, six, 350. 6'6", six, six, 400 at his biggest. Whoa, shit. My dad was 6'5", 250. The Venn diagram's getting smaller, dude. Look at this, man. <laughs> it's a the lines from on the end are and the, now it's just going to be a circle. Ooh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out about this nine inches shortly, I think. Uh, Pat Jordan. Pat Jordan put on the first UFC. He made me watch UFC from I watched UFC from one jump, with my dad, from jump. Tank Abbott. Yeah, Tank Abbott, Dan Severin, dude. My dad sat <laughs> me down. <laughs> sat me down from jump. And then like halfway through, Hoist Gracie, he got, my dad got a little froggy. And I was just sitting there. I've, I'm like... I'm 12, probably. I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm talking like I'm from New York all of a sudden. I'm, but hey, you think it's like a Bronx We're tale. sitting there. We were 12 years old doing on bars. I don't want you hanging time. around with them, Cologeno. You know, I've seen a Bronx tale. Forget about it. So I'm sitting on the floor, and my dad just like leaps off the couch and puts me like in a leg lock that he didn't know how to do. And then I started like almost crying. I was like, Dad. And he's like, ah, you pussy. And then he let me go. It was astonishing. Sorry. Pretty no, deep, but seriously, I understand. That, that's like uh, my dad in like fifth. Sorry, grade, to say, sorry, to say, sorry but I'm saying he like straight up did that. It was wild. The first time I walked to school with girls in fifth grade, uh, we used to like a group of guys I used to walk to school with. But sometimes I was meeting girls like from my grade that I was so excited to walk with the two Margos. Uh, uh, and Long Island, Long Island, Long you know, Island. It's a lot of things, and <laughs> it's got two Margos, baby. <laughs> Um, that sounds like a margarita bar that'd be dang to go to. <laughs> Dos Margos. Two Margos, please. We, I walk out to meet the Margos, and my dad goes, Johnny, what do you want me to do with the underwear you shit in that you left on the bathroom floor? Oh, killer. Killer bit in hindsight. Undid me. Maybe not what you should say to your kid. You know what I mean? Like, maybe don't roast your son. I mean, I, it has given me the Dude. thickest of skins. But My buddy, my buddy uh, he has a story about how his dad came, came to pick him up from high school one day. And 
he was inside the car and my buddy was coming out of school and his dad had all the windows rolled up, sig lit, cracked the driver's side window and he's playing the dashboard like a piano and he goes, where's my little tulip? (laughs) (laughs) Nightmare. I just just love it thinking about, I cannot wait to do that. To be purposefully embarrassing? (laughs) That's like the dream. I do that to my wife who's like, I'm over it. (laughs) Like if I had a kid, I'd be like, I'm your dumb dad. I would fuck. Because you know it doesn't matter. Hopefully. Yeah, right. There's like a 3% I'm still chance it's going to matter. So maybe. Hopefully they're going to look back fondly and be like, yeah, my dad was pretty funny. I hated it at the time, but a bathrobe is pretty funny to show up to on a bike to pick me up with no other seat. <laughs> <laughs> Maxine, get on the bike. And then I just start biking. I'm like, keep up. My dad one time for a performance for like to impress my travel soccer team the go belmore black sharks i was 14 <laughs> years old and i chose the number 69 and i rocked 69 playing soccer no one's numbers went above like 21 and i was 69 <laughs> and i was a kid with like frosted tips and, and my and the refs would be like uh, penalty on number 69 like, oh, come on. Well, you don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't. I didn't know what it... I knew what it was, but I had no idea how cool it was. Uh, I would... La- oh, so I'm getting out to go, uh, go to soccer practice, and my dad, I walk in front of his car, and he does this bit that he always does where he taps the gas. I love a social bit. <laughs> yeah. Taps the gas. Guess what? He hits his son, rolls over the hood of his car. Not hard, but on enough, purpose. He enough. just literally rolled into me. Not hard, but on purpose. I like rolled off the hood. My friends thought it was the funniest thing. And I swear, in hindsight, I wish I could like play this moment back to see what the other adults were saying. You know, in hindsight, I want to be like, what is my coach They're think? They're just of, like, grabbing just their come kids. To practice. Like... Come to practice. Uh, uh, Jonathan needs an extra couple hours of practice today. Are you, is everything okay at home? The, the 69 in that story reminded me of a password situation from college that I had. So it was when email was brand new. So I was a freshman in college. We had our email accounts at USD. Took the summer off. I forgot my password. So I went to the library and I was asking the girl working. I was like, hey, you know, I forgot my password. And I thought I was pretty smooth and I thought we were vibing. I was like, can you, can you throw me my password? And then she looks me up, writes it down, kind of flips paper over, slides it over with a grimace, and I flip it over, and it was Boner 69. (laughs) (laughs) It was straight up Boner 69, and I'm like, yeah, I'm 21. Ain't no, this is is my college. I go here. Well, normally 69ing (laughs) is the second to last thing to happen, uh, but let's make it the last thing to happen here at this live high and mighty at the Alberta Abbey in Portland, Oregon Guys, give it up for Sean Jordan, man. Thank you Come so on. much. What a fun Great time. fucking guest. Sign up for the AFE Patreon. Follow this guy. See him live if you don't already. He's funny as fuck. Thank you so much for coming out to this live show. I appreciate it so much. Stop looking at my weird pussy. Uh, thank you, guys. Support live comedy. Tip the bartenders. Drink more. Do all that. Thank you so much for coming out. This is so exciting. That was a headgum podcast. 
in a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. <laughs> it's got a lot of heart. Immensely irregular. <laughs> now... Somewhere, somehow, body blow, body blow, body someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. <laughs> it's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years, and then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room. <laughs> yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now.